Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, welcome to Man Baggage. I'm Russell Kane. This is the safe space, guys, where we get men in a circle and hug them and tell them we can talk about anything. In fact, more precisely, it's the space where men talk about the things that usually women are saying. Why don't men talk about X? Whatever sits in that box we talk about. It's wide ranging. It could be anything from should you shave your chest or not. Turns out there is no conclusive answer to that. God damn it. I've now gone for the nice compromise of one shaved nipple and one with really long, like a long wisdom hair growing out of it. That seems to keep all the gyal happy and asking for more. Lots of different things. We go deep some weeks. We talk about suicide, depression. We go light. We literally go light. We've talked about humour and jokes and how people use that. New Year's resolutions just at January. I mean, a really wide remit. And I always like to drill into the head of a man who I find appealing, curious, mysterious, deep, funny, tender, straddling generations of being both young and just holding on with his nails to young at the same time. I'm talking, of course, about stand-up comedian, funny man, Emmanuel Sanubi. How are you, Emmanuel? I'm good, mate. Do you know what? I genuinely thought you were going to go with her, but we couldn't get him, so we had to get... I was waiting for that one. You're all those things. You're all those things. So you've got a show on sale at the moment, that's right, a comedy special coming out the 1st of March. Yeah, 1st of March in the Comedy Store London. Piccadilly Circus. And for people that haven't seen you live, and I have a couple of times, please get tickets and go. It's fucking awesome. Normally it has a whole front row of ladies. I can't work out why. I think that's a really sexist <laughs> arrangement of the audience. Just distribute yourself evenly, girls. Uh, now, it would be so easy to sit here with one or two guys or three, as we do when we do the live version of this show, and just blokes dipping their digestives and talking about the world. And Well, you know what women think. There are plenty of spaces like that. Seek them out. You can masturbate onto pictures of Jordan Peterson and then smoke weed at the end of the night. However, I thought it would be a good idea to always have a strong female voice, a lady auditor, if you like, who would maybe just check some of the things we believe to be true and men be like women be like but sometimes it's more complex than that sometimes it's on the money sometimes you know might be able to provide insight into how we've got into some of the pickles we have and how why some of the things we think are false or true or whatever anyway i'm honored today to be joined by sophie mccartney you know you can't miss her if you're on social media and if you're into stand-up or comedy at all you need to discover her um she's got a book coming out all about parenthood that's really relevant i'll tell you more in a moment that's tried and tested the wild ride into parenthood sophie mccartney well 
welcome to Man Baggage. Let me flop my man baggage out right in front of you and say welcome. Uh, thanks. I, I love to see your good baggage and your luggage. Everything that you pack in. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it. Here for it. And your videos are hilarious. So I've, oh, I've disappeared down a bit of a wormhole of those earlier. You're really quite good at capturing some of the sort of um, mental corners we back ourselves into. I was watching your New Year one as well about your eating resolution. Oh, where yeah. It finishes with you eating a Toblerone and going, maybe we should start in February. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why do we bother? There's no point. It goes for males and females. Just absolutely pointless. Just January. It's the worst month of the year, isn't it? Just ride it out to maybe April, May when it starts getting warm. You need to worry about getting your bingo wings out again. And then you're fine. We just had a previous episode as well. That was uh, on diet and body. So do check that out if you're into all those subjects. Anyway, let's crack on. We want to talk about parenting. Emmanuel, how many children? State. Two. One of each. Ages? A uh, seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Sophie, what are you packing? Well, nearly samesies there. We, I've got two. I've got, yeah. Not we. Unless, you know, something that we exactly. don't know about. <laughs> what a night. <laughs> you were at um, one of his gigs, were you? Yeah, front row. Front row. Yeah, yeah it was. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I've got one of each. I've got a eight-year-old boy and I have got a six-year-old girl who is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Boys, just fairly straightforward, simple creatures. Girls, wow. Just next level. Next level. Yeah, I've just got one female and that's the only child I'll be having. The best contraception you can ever have is to have a demanding female child first. Yeah sperm count reduced to zero upon contact so uh well i wanted to talk about parenting today because for me parenting is, is interesting before babies feminists male of the male and female type i think the roles have evolved so much you know we've changed the way we are everything's interchangeable between men and women and everything's going to be passed out evenly in our house we won't be dictated to by the patriarchy normally ends up with a woman holding a shitty nappy complaining about how the world hasn't changed enough in my friendship groups no matter how hard you try we do seem to default to some of these annoying stereotypes once babies come along i wondered if that was your experience sophie um yeah <laughs> do you know what when when I kind of knew what we were going to be talking about I had a quick chat with my husband and I was like just just so you know um I am going to be throwing you under the bus I was like but it's fine because I, I will revive you you're going to be slightly injured still and bleeding from several orifices but I will I you know I will redeem you um but yeah do you know what a lot of it it still falls to us and I think you know with all the will in the world you know there are guys doing that I mean there are same-sex parents there are you know two guys out there doing it together or there are single guys out there doing it on their own so you know to some extent you know the, the guys are doing their bit but I think when there's a woman in the relationship I think there's almost like an automatic default to us because let's face it we're the sensible ones um so you know I, I can see the purpose I can see the reason for it but yeah for sure what aspects of parenting do you think men excel at traditionally then, Emmanuel? And what have you excelled at? So it's a weird one because to try and answer on behalf of all men, I can only say sort of what I what I feel I'm good at because I've always found that parenting is a partnership. So there's a lot of sort of stereotypical roles that people will fall into. And to be fair, some of them some of them are easier. So when our when our first was born, because we breastfed. I can't do the night feed. It's impossible for me to do the night feed. So I never had to get up, but I was always aware that she had to get up. Never considered milking your wife. <laughs> I mean, I did. I, I lost, I disappeared down a breast pump wormhole. I don't think that sentence has ever been said before. And uh, I had all like the, I really got into the research. Lindsay was milked. Boom, night feed for me. No problem. <laughs> 
But did you not think so? Um, so just what you're saying, Emmanuel, like, you know, you couldn't get up. You know, you you could you could get up. You know, I feel that that's there, that there is the man excuse. Oh, you know, she yeah. was doing the feeds. I, I shouldn't so do anything. You could. You could you have just stayed what? there so and sympathised. It wasn't that I couldn't get up. It's that I didn't have to get up. But when she did get up, that would wake me up and I'd be aware that she was up. So if she was in like coming back half asleep, really not wanting to do that, you're there to support. Yeah. Um, see, I nearly murdered my husband when I was breastfeeding. Uh, my choice murder weapon was a saturated <laughs> was uh, a milk pad. No, it was a pad because <laughs> nice. he was lying there. And he would do this. My daughter, she was um, she was horrendous. Previous notes about her being an absolute nightmare. And yeah, if she'd come first, I probably would have stuck at one as well. Um, but she would wake every hour to be fed. And I swear to God, he, he didn't even flinch. And she would be screaming. And I'd hold her next to his ear while, you know, she was absolutely screaming her head off. And, um, and he would snore in his mouth would be open and I would just like have this little fantasy very briefly about just getting that milky pad and just ever so slightly just shoving it on in there all the way down to the larynx and then he'd wake up in the morning he'd wake up in the morning and he'd turn around and I'd be there with like eye bags big enough to do a big shop in like down to my cheek like down to my chin and he'd turn around to me and just have this genuine look of joy on his face and he'd go she had a good night, didn't she? And I'd be like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I don't understand. So men excel um, at just not listening, really, in parenting. I'll be honest, I, I have done that. That yeah, has see? been me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we had that one of those baby, the heart monitor mats that they sleep on. Oh, yeah. Angel and when angel. they roll off it and the alarm goes yeah. off, the alarm went off. I didn't even didn't flinch. No, no. The first time I did that, I hit the ceiling the first time that alarm went off. I was like, oh, hey, babe. I went through into the loft. <laughs> But then you get complacent because once you realise actually they're quite sensitive yeah. and when they start oh, the baby, moving around... The baby's dead like, again. Ugh. Do you want to go and get it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More concerned about burger alarm. Lindsay was... Uh, we, we were sat downstairs. We were both knackered. And um, outside, like a crow landed on the conservatory roof and it went... <laughs> and her body was so on... <laughs> like on edge. She squirted milk out of both oh, her tits God. at the same time. <laughs> she went... <"Ow!" laughs> That's one of the funniest things I'm to us. We laughed and then cried a bit at the yeah. end because we were both so tired. Yeah. <laughs> what about the emotional side of it? I mean, the stereotype is that men are just as emotional and don't show it. Funny, I had this, uh, um, a direct message just the other day with someone giving me some statistics of how many men have postnatal depression. Now, I know a lot of girls are going to make fun of this and throw their listening devices across the room, but it does appear to be a real thing. There is a low after birth that men will hide because they think, shit, I don't have a hormonal excuse. How pathetic. So I better hide how I'm feeling because I've got no visa to have feelings. But the statistics would suggest there is a kind of high after this period of excitement. And also there's some science to suggest, quite good science, that men have a dip in testosterone, quite a severe one, in the later stages of a woman's pregnancy. It doesn't have to be your wife. It can be, you could be a gay man living with a friend. You could be living with your sister. You could be an older lad living with your mum. They think it's a safety thing from back in the day for evolution, that the lower men's testosterone was when a newborn baby was around, the safer that baby was. That's the theory. So they wouldn't eat But this would also... No, but the, exactly. But the side theory is we're depressed. So let us lay in bed, Sophie. We're, we're so down. <laughs> let us recover. <laughs> what do you think of that, Emmanuel? Did you, it's did you, really hard. It is hard if you're getting a low moment. Like I got a real bad one. I'm like, shit, man, why am I panicking? Why do I feel like I can't do anything? But I couldn't really go up to Lindsay and say, excuse me, I'm having like an existential crisis. No. You just go, you really? I've just been sewn up from my ass to my fanny. Do you want to fuck off? 
Yeah, that's not the time for you to be chirping up about. Yeah, no, no, no. See, I didn't. I didn't have a loan. And I, I, I think it's because my dream has always been I've wanted a son. So from the moment I found out we were having a boy, I couldn't have been any happier. And when he finally arrived, again, I, I couldn't have been any happier. But it turned me into emotion, an emotional wreck. I have not cried this much ever in my life. And it could be the smallest things. I'll see something on TV that will just remind me of something and I'll burst into tears. There's films I can't watch. What about when you got your first chore tour review? You got your first chore tour review. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't think I've actually had one yet. All oh, right, so that's it. That took, that, you'll cry more than When that see. comes, then, I, then I'll start crying about that one as well. I, I got one, but it wasn't me. <laughs> it was my it was my name and details but it wasn't me so you know maybe just take not being reviewed yeah when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But what is that? Like when a woman gives birth and we see her crying on one born every minute... It just all makes sense to me. Of course, she's going to cry. She's been through a profound physical experience, the profound emotional experience of what's been growing inside you, being held in your arm. But when a man is crying in that moment, what's actually happening on a physical level, do you think, Sophie? I'll get you to answer first, then maybe Emmanuel can reveal what actually was happening. What do you think's happening? Do you know what? Right, I'm gonna, I might have a little a bit of a Debbie Downer moment on the lulls of, uh, of the potential humour around the topic but um I quite traumatic births with both of my kids like horrendous I had two emergency sections with both of them like I breed massive kids like I'm I'm quite (laughs) petite no honestly like giant hulk babies that are like daft cats they get themselves into tight spaces and they just can't get themselves out so my eldest he was 10 pound 10 when he was (gasps) born yeah I know don't you come whinging at me about your emotions my husband had come at me (laughs) my husband had come at me saying he needed a little cry in the corner I would have told him to off (laughs) is what I would have done Um, and yeah I have gigantic babies um and I'm not very good at birthing with gigantic babies um so I had a really like horrendous birth with that and I think for him like it was his job when I was in labor to you know be calm and make sure I just didn't 
freak the fuck out, which, you know, I, I was. And um, I had to be knocked out under anaesthetic for mine as well. And I think I just remember my kind of last memory in that situation is that he had been so stoic and so calm and telling me everything was going to be all right. And they literally threw him out of the operating theater and I saw the panic in his eyes and I think you know there's this whole bravado I guess that that comes with you know that you've got to be the strong one and you've got to be there for the woman but actually it's pretty terrifying for you guys as well because you've got no control over a situation and I think for a woman you know there's a little bit of us that just it's not it's not really accepting your fate but you kind of you trust you you're in a position of trust and you go do you know what right I've got to get this baby out that's the only two ways about it and there's a bit of you that goes you know what if I croak on the way it's fine get 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 the kid out but as as a man that's standing there watching it that is pretty terrifying so I imagine you know people who have witnessed pretty horrendous births and the the trauma that's happened to their partner it is pretty traumatic for the blokes as well so I am going to side with the men on that one and the statistics, because I can imagine actually there's probably like a little bit of a delayed trauma that, that comes mm. with all of that as well. It's quite a sensible answer. Emmanuel, does that any of that resonate? Yeah, it's that feeling of helplessness because there's nothing you can do. You are completely useless in that environment. You're just there saying really obvious things, telling them to breathe like they weren't going to do that. No one's ever gone through a pregnancy holding their breath Thinking, oh, I wish someone was here to tell me what to do. So it, it, it is that very much you're just, you're just there. I've got five older sisters that have all got a lot of children. And one of my sisters was a midwife. So there was a lot about the birthing experience that I already knew. So I already knew to shut the hell up and do exactly as I was told is the best way to get through it. If you need something then just make sure that they've got it. It was, for me, that simple because there wasn't anything else that I could actually do. So that that was my game plan. But the, the first <laughs> time I cried, because I was fine through it, and even when he was there, I was like, it, I was just so overwhelmed with the fact that my boy was there. But the first time I cried, he must have been about a week or maybe two weeks old, and I, she'd put him in bed with me. And I, I'd woken up, and his face was just there. And as I opened my eyes... He smiled and it broke me. And that was it. I was like, I was, I was crying like a Marine, like a, <laughs> like a real, like a real man. <laughs> like, Don't look at me. Don't and look again. at me. <laughs> Release the tears. <laughs> Could you just not say anything because you had a breast pad shoved in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Do your tears come out like tsunamis? They go back and then roll back again for a second wave. <laughs> they come... They come they come out and do press-ups, mate. That's because of, of <laughs> men. So, like, once we get the babies out and we get home, I'll tell you what I found a bit. This was from my female friends, even more than my male friends. It's like acting astounded that I'm doing my bit or have any ability in areas that be... I mean, even if this was before it started. So I'm, I can't help it. I'm the organised holiday planning, you know, on which.com, as I said earlier, comparing the breasts. I'm a details planner type person i'm good in that situation so even when it came down to conception i was the one with the freaking ovulation charts on the wall i know what to do when and i was the same when the baby came along i knew which cot had this i knew which angel mat did that i knew which breast pump i had the feeding schedules that i knew how to get a sleep pattern going if that's what she wanted to do i was on all that and it was like oh my god where are you what are you a superhuman it's like what the fuck all i did was use google but <laughs> girls are as amazed as men when a man is slightly capable with a very, very newborn. I've had someone say to me, oh, well done, look at you looking after your kids. Yeah, like, 
like babysitting. That's what you're meant to do. Yeah, that gets me when people be like, oh, you know, if you dare step foot outside the house, like, oh, who have you left a baby with? Uh, the other person that made it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah it they... takes two to lift it, though, remember? Yeah. <laughs> it's £10.10. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, take an end each. <laughs> I'll take the legs, you take the arms, we'll get it upstairs. <laughs> What's the rookiest error you've ever made as a parent? So when you were going to have to think back to your first one here. Did you do like straight in the bed? I want to feel my baby close to me. And then it was still there aged like five. Oh, yeah. My, yeah, I did that. Yeah, mine, mine are still there. Mine are still there. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Do you not find that problematic? Um, oh, it's not every night. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, sometimes it's a great excuse. <laughs> Just look at every cloud. <laughs> yeah. I, I work with the babies there. Yeah. Ooh, so inappropriate. Social services are getting involved. It's tricky. Um, so no, no, it's not, it's, not all, it's not all the time. But sometimes it's actually quite nice. I think because mine are now getting bigger. I think yours are still... How old is yours, Russell? How old is yours, Russell? Six. She's six. She's, she's six. six. Okay. So yeah, so my little boy, he doesn't really do it often at all. But my daughter is really clingy. And I think that's, again, it goes back to the fact that she was a freaking nightmare as a kid. So she was always, always attached to me. She wanted to cling in the womb forever by the she sounds did. of it. And yeah, never yeah. be born. Never be born. Because I feel like they're getting older and they're slipping away from me. There's a little bit of me that, that mm. quite, quite en- enjoys it. But probably the bed wasn't my biggest rookie error. Um, there was a pretty horrendous shitgate incident that, that happened. <laughs> and, you know, the, um, did you know this? I didn't know this until after I had kids. And then they were out of, of nappies and vests and things. But, you know, the little vests that they wear with the little foldy bits at the top. Do you know what they're for? No. Oh, I'm going to blow your minds, lads. Blow your minds. So you know the way they've got the little envelope um, openings at the top, right? That's when they have gigantic shits that are all up their back and in their ears that you then don't pull the vest over their head. It rolls down over their arms, so you pull it Uh, away from their eyes. uh, I shit-headed my baby every time. I didn't know. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, too late for her now. Yeah. She was a poo poo emoji for two years. Yeah. It's a lifetime's (laughs) worth of conjunctivitis for that child. (laughs) I mean, I, I did quite a bad one. One of my first walks out, I was really nervous because you just feel like someone's going to, you know, the first walk out on my own pushing the, the buggy. We'd done a couple of walks together and I wanted to do one around the block. And you just feel like someone's going to run up and snatch your child from you. And just for a second, I tied the pug to the buggy, turned around to lock the door and that was it. My Literally my first moment out of the house, buggy on its, pram on its side. Pretty bad. No one was hurt, but, you know, you sort of feel so awkward, horrible afterwards. You feel like, oh, my God, Scraping I'm fucking a bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Curve. I can replace it with one that looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> Done anything bad, Emmanuel? Oh, gotcha. There's, there's been a couple. The, one, one of them was with my youngest, Chloe. As she was being potty trained and she wasn't feeling very well. And I should have seen the signs because she wasn't going to the toilet. And you could see, looking back, you could see she was uncomfortable. I thought, oh, she'll let me know when she wants to go. She didn't. And she was sat at the top of the slide in this. Oh, no. Um, oh, God. We, we were in a, where were we? We were at a farm where they had a soft play. And she sat at the top of this and she looked scared to come down. I'll give you slide. some I'll give you some and I, soft and I play. Thought she, she used to, yeah, I was like, How's this why, soft she, play? I was thinking, why is she scared? Like, she likes slides. And then all of a sudden she just looked relieved. And slid down, and I didn't realise until I scooped her up at the bottom oh. of the slide that that and she wasn't wearing a nappy as well. And then I looked down, and there was just a whole the whole poo streak the whole way down the slide. And I'm holding her, and it's all over my hands now. And I'm just like, okay, right, need to find a toilet really quickly. Lucky enough that I, I knew some of the other mums, and they were like ninjas. They had wet wipes out quicker than anything. That place was spotless by the time I got back. It was it was amazing. 
Oh, no, we, I've had a similar soft play incident, but with we and my daughter had gone all the way up to like the third layer of, of Dante's health, like at the, right at the top on like a rope bridge. And she, she'd weed and I, I saw it go down all three <laughs> layers onto the kids below, oh right? Oh my God, but to make that's it, amazing. But I don't know whether it makes it better or worse that we'd hired it for my son's birthday. So we knew all the kids that were there. So it wasn't even like we could hide from them. And they're all just standing there and his pictures like to do is like Lego Ninjago cake, like a little bit of damp on their shoulders. Like, yeah. Who did she piss on at the party? Pissed on everyone. I know, Pissed. the parents. I was like, it's apple juice. Someone spilled an apple juice, guys. Just get the wet floor sign out. Be careful, don't slip. I was going to say, according to uh, YouGov, uh, it recently showed that one third of mums think they are better parents than their partners. 32% of men thought that they were worse parents than the mothers. So both sets of parents think that they're better. No surprise there. Yeah, but I, I, I still know how to turn the grill on to do the fish fingers and he doesn't. So I still win. <laughs> After however long we've been parenting, I still win. I, I don't think we're any better or worse than each other. I think because you said it earlier on, Russell, where you've got, like, same-sex parents as well. I don't think we're, we're any better or worse. I just think we're different, but we make a good parenting team because there's things that I do a lot. Like, we've both got sort of roles that we've developed over over their life, which means there's certain things that I do more of, there's certain things that she will do more of. But together, it works and everything gets done. Okay, guys, uh, we're going to take a break there. I can feel the labour pain started. I'm fully dilated and it's time to give birth to a break. That's the end of part one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> 